Hey guys, and welcome to the third episode of The Dating Corner. My name is Cameron, and my guest today is a longtime friend of mine. I know that I said that in the first episode, <laughs> but I have plenty of those. Yeah, I think it's a longer time, <laughs> friend, personally, but... <laughs> this is Gavin. Me and him have been friends for too too long. Yeah, too, I don't, too fucking long, I, man. I don't even remember... Eighth grade? <laughs> yeah, it's... Eighth yeah, grade? It was before freshman year, so eighth grade. Do you want to tell the story of uh, how we started hanging out? You love that fucking story. I love it. I love it so much. All right. Well, me and Cam, I... How did... Did we start talking first? We started talking on Xbox. Yes. I didn't know who you were. So we started on Xbox. I think I added him because you were friends with Carson. Mm -hmm. So uh, we started playing together. Not together yet, but we started to get to know each other. And then one day after school... (laughs) It still makes me cringe, but I know you fucking love this story. But we were I was walking home and I saw Cameron walking home in front of me. And I just I looked at him and his gamer tag is Cambo159. And I'm just like, hey Cambo. He fucking loves that story. And ever since then, like we got to know each other better. And then we went to pick my brother up from Arizona on his mission. It was like a week of us yeah, knowing each other. A week after, and I was like, you know, fuck it, let's invite this guy. <laughs> so I invited him, and he said yes. <laughs> Any other situation, I bet I would have been killed, but it went pretty well. We, we were, were on the road for how long together? Like five days? Five days. A week after knowing each other. We had a friendship by fire. The entire drive home, I remember, though, we didn't really talk. Yeah, we... we <laughs> we we were a little pissed off. That's how we've always been, though. We fucking <laughs> hang out for a while, then we start hating each other for about a week, and then we get talking again. So today, I wanted to ask you and talk to you about high school sweethearts. Yeah. Because you and your wife have been together since high school, and I feel like that you can give everybody some pretty damn good insight on how that goes, like the ins and outs of it, good, bad, just your guys' opinion on how it goes. Yeah, I'll you know try my I mean? best, man. So I got some questions here for you. Uh, is there anything you want to ask me before we jump into it? No, let's fucking do it. Hell yeah, dude. So one of the first questions that I have for you to kick this off is how long have you and Monica been together? Oh man, we so we started talking at the end of eighth grade. I uploaded so how we met basically and i hate to say it but we met kind of on facebook right <laughs> i mean i i'm been i'm so bad with girls i have always been so bad with girls as you can tell i'm not like the like, <laughs> the top of the choice you know but anyway i met her on facebook because one day me and my brother went duck hunting and so it would have been october and we went duck hunting and uploaded a picture of me that kelton took while i was out in the marsh and she liked it and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to shoot my shot. What could it hurt, right? I I knew her because she dated one of our one of the friends from middle school. 
she dated him for a little bit and she doesn't know this but we always referred to her as the ginger (laughs) the ginger (laughs) and i didn't really do it as much like they all referred to her as like the ginger Mm -hmm. so one day they basically broke up and i was like all right well and you just swooped in i swooped in i wasn't because you know i was gonna be like hey man you cool if i do this because they dated for like a couple weeks like and it's just school it's yeah school it was bullshit. school you know yeah. so i was like oh fuck i'll shoot my shot so i messaged her and i said hey how's it going and you know things kind of just took off from there i think i freaked her out honestly because <laughs> <laughs> you scared her? In, in my in my family we're all very close you know we always say we love you like mm. to each other and to like outside people and her family's the complete opposite like you know they stick to they love you within the family more so so i remember like after two weeks of talking to her i said i love you just because that's how we you know communicate yeah, you, you just like, say it. yeah it's it's basically i like you like you're a good person you know it wasn't like a creepy it was <laughs> i i love you yeah it wasn't creepy right and i think that freaked her out but we kept talking and talking and I think at the end of, so we had choir class in ninth grade and that's where I got to know her a little better. I was still fucking petrified to talk to her in person. <laughs> I was such a bitch back in those days, you know, like, mm. I just so nervous, especially but, when it came to girls talking oh, to the guys, you were the, probably the nastiest, raunchiest <laughs> and loudest person. And you know, I it's ever funny, knew. even girls who knew those guys, I none people that I had no interest in dating. I could talk to them like no other, you know, I, but as soon as you had a crush on somebody, as soon as I had a fucking crush on someone, I just turned to fucking jelly. <laughs> anyway, um, we had choir class and at the end of ninth grade, she, her friends were like, Hey, Monica's going to kiss you at the end of like, you know, when you're signing your uh-huh. books, they came up to me in the film, like, Hey, Monica's going to kiss you before she gets on the bus to leave. I'm like, Oh, okay. And yeah, so she came up and gave me a kiss. And was it on the mouth, on the cheek? It was on the cheek. On the cheek. Uh huh. And uh, cute. she was planning the mouth, apparently, but she turned it into the cheek. Pussied out. Yep. <laughs> See, she's <laughs> just as bad as I am. <laughs> That's adorable, though. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, that was the start of it. So, ninth grade, we've been dating. Then we got married right out of high school. That's disgusting, but I'm proud of you. <laughs> Um, what was your guys' first date? So our first date, you were there. I was there? Yeah, we went to the Capitol Theater. Oh, I think it was for, Lord. Yeah, we went to the Capitol Theater. I can't remember. I think it was Star Trek. It was Star Trek, the new one. Why can't I remember that? Keep, keep going. Tell anyway, the story. So we went to Star Trek, and I'd seen this movie like fucking three times now. I saw it with my dad. <laughs> I saw it with my friends. And then Monica wanted to go see it. So we decided, all right, let's go do Star Trek. Did I just third wheel it? No, you went with Sonny. Remember? And you got a tongue stuck down your throat. It was Ghost Rider. No, it was Star Trek. I swear to God, it was Ghost Rider. I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter about Anyway, that. Go ahead. Yeah, that, that was our first date. And uh, I want to clarify how bad I am with girls, all right? Okay. I remember in that movie, and I, I, I cringe at most things I did early in our relationship, you know? I'm pretty sure most people do. Especially when you're just that young and stupid. It's learning. You're yeah, learning. I remember leaning over to her and being like, hey, you know what would make this movie better? If we held hands. <laughs> it was so fucking bad. 
Oh my god, I fucking hate just thinking about it. Take it easy, Casanova. Like, holy shit, man. Yeah, but it worked. We held hands. She agreed. So through the whole movie, yeah. Did your hands get sweaty? Oh yeah, I'm a sweaty motherfucker. <laughs> That's awesome, though. But after that movie let out, I got we had our first actual kiss on the lips. On the lips. Yep. Just a little peck. Mm-hmm. Just a little peck. That's adorable. Yeah. It's just cute little. All her friends were standing behind her, laughing, giggling. You know. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Little did I know there was a guy three roads behind me getting a tongue shoved down his throat so far. He still talks hey, about it. <laughs> I, was, I don't want to say that that was traumatizing. It was just new. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> so after, I remember that. That's probably uh, yeah. why I don't remember that you guys were there. Because yeah. I was just traumatized. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, I'm pretty sure I was like, you know what would make this better movie? The movie better? If I just watch the movie now. <laughs> So another question that I have is, did you guys get along with each other's families at first, or did it take some time for that relationship to kind of form? Well, she got along with my family really well to start. Like I said, we're a pretty open, loving family. You I know? love your mom. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're just super accepting, you know, like no matter what. And her family, her dad, so they had a rule where she couldn't date until she was 16. And... She'd never brought a boy home. Uh, she, Her dad didn't even know she dated anybody because we started dating when we were 15. And so we had to wait until she was 16 to even tell him. Oh, so you guys were just kind of sneaking around. Yeah. Hanging out. With I each mean, other. it was a little bit. Her mom knew. Her mom knew we were dating, but her dad, he's a very, he's a good old boy. You know, he, <laughs> he doesn't mess around. Like, <laughs> he's gotten better. But I remember the first time I met him, he was sitting out on his like st steps smoking. And I made the dumb choice of starting with, hey, Mr. Stevens. And he <laughs> he immediately looked at me and said, what the fuck did you just say to me? I'm like, Mr. Stevens, like, it's Dave. You call me Dave. <laughs> and so I called him Dave, you know, and. And we went inside, and I don't think I said another word to her father the entire time I was there. <laughs> He's an intimidating guy. He's a very <laughs> intimidating man. You missed up that first fucking word out of your first mouth. First introduction is the best one, you know, and I guess I fucked it up completely. <laughs> but, oh. um, no, they, they really warmed up to me pretty quick. I remember they went to a, a mountain man rendezvous. And I think this was the first time I really connected with her parents, because they invited me to come along for a weekend. So me, I went up there with them, just me, none of my family or anything. And I think, yeah, that's the first time we literally had like a real conversation and they, we started warming up to each other. I was working at Anvil at the time and I recommended to him, Hey, why don't, cause he was, he wasn't very happy with his job at this point. So I said, Hey, why don't you come work at Anvil? And so that's how we had our first conversation around the <laughs> fire. And, you know, he decided to put in an application. He started working at Anvil and. We really started getting close. He invited me pheasant hunting. I've, I'd never been. So he invited me out in the field with him, and I shot my first bird, and I think that's the first time he ever smiled at me. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, he's he's gotten soft over 
years. I can see it. Last yeah. time I saw him, he was just a little and you sweetheart. Know, and it's funny because he started getting soft after he knew me. So I like to take credit for his softness. Yeah. You're just a big <laughs> teddy bear. You know, that. I broke him down. You know? <laughs> it's all those stupid jokes. Now, <laughs> yeah, now, now we're close. Like her family and me, I, I love him to death, and they seem to really like me. So I call that a win. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Man. Yeah, that's good though that you guys actually do have a healthy relationship because nothing's worse than the other family not liking you oh, yeah it's it's scary because oh, yeah. the girl or the guy they can both be like hey come over and you're like no no your fucking dad scares me yeah <laughs> or your, your parents mom does not me. like me <laughs> but yeah they seem to adapt well and really like me so they let us continue to date what does your mom think of monica she loves her she she absolutely loves monica like since day one, she fell in love with Monica and said, you got to marry that girl. Really? Yep. That's she impressive. literally told me, I don't want, you shouldn't date anybody else. You found her. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I That's... remember sitting down with her one night and I'm like, hey, what, what do you think of Monica? And she's like, I love her. You got to marry her. That's like the total opposite of what my mom would have said. She'd be like, don't fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, my mom said, she, yeah, she's awesome. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That that's like a really sweet story too. Just like you gradually building up that relationship. Yeah, so let me mess it up. Um, so I took her to introduce <laughs> my dad one day, right? I kind of ambushed her with it. Oh Lord. You know my father. Good old Donovan. <laughs> He's about ten times worse than I am in social interactions. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember fuck, I didn't even tell him I was coming over with her, right? Mm-hmm. He had no idea. He thought it was just me and my brother. And her first interaction with my father was him coming out of his bedroom in his underwear. <laughs> He's like, oh, fuck, you brought company. And he looks at Monica and says, huh, I thought you were going to be a troll. And then walks back <laughs> in his room to put his fucking pants on. Oh, But my dad basically had the same reaction as my mom did and been like, you got to hold on to that one. You're like, all right, dad, don't scare her away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my family completely loved her from the start. That's awesome, man. So can you tell me what drew you guys together in the first place? And then to follow up with that, what's kept you guys together all this time? Um, well, I think what really drew us together was I was a horny teenager. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah, but <laughs> I wouldn't say that's the only thing. No, I, I met her and she's really cool and we really clicked well together at the start you know mm-hmm. so i think that's what definitely got us interested in each other was how well we meshed like did you guys have similar interests or did those so just... we actually had like pretty much opposite interests from each other i like video games and mm-hmm. drinking and partying you know at an underage <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't do any of that she liked deer hunting and going out in the country and hikes and stuff like that so we were on completely opposite wavelengths but i think we liked that about each other kept it interesting kept it interesting because we could show each other you know what's important to each one of us individually and after we started dating i got more into hunting and now my interest have kind of shifted over to her interests Mm -hmm. you know and i think she's gotten a little more interested in what i was but you know we we mixed our interests together yeah, it's and kept we found a good even. middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's awesome. So you're never like, hey, Monica, you want to come over and play Minecraft with me? Or no. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, that was me. You called me. To yeah, we, I called you to come over and play video games. That's good, though. I, I think that keeps it really healthy, having different interests, because you always have something new that you can go and try, both of you. But it, I feel like this is just me personally. If you guys have the exact same interests, gets boring really yeah fast. it gets so boring because you you just want to do the same thing over and over again like, yeah like if you both that just... flame will die so fast if you can't find somebody who's at least interested in a few more things that you aren't because mm -hmm. i think it's very important early in a relationship to explore each other's interests i think that's where a lot of people find that relationships die off is when they're not willing to explore the other person's interests yeah they just they're like they have totally no, stasis. They have what they're doing. no interest in what the other person's doing. They just want to keep doing exactly what they're fucking doing and never exploring. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, if you kind of look at it from that perspective, it's easy to understand how that can happen when you get bored. But you never realize that you are bored until it's too late. Until it's too late. That's why it's important to be mixing each other's interests and activities, hobbies, whatever. Because you're always going to be doing something new. Yeah, and I wouldn't say completely conform to what the other person wants, because that's definitely not a healthy oh, relationship. No. Keep your interests that you like to do, like, you know, continue to do those, but don't be afraid to take that first step into somebody else's interests as well. Mm -hmm. Because it's not impossible to like something new. Don't be scared of it. Don't be narrow-minded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if, you're, if your significant other is asking, like, hey, do you want to come and do this with me? Like... Maybe it doesn't sound interesting, but like you got to give it a you shot. You go fucking do it because most of the time you're probably going to have fun. Mm -hmm. Even if it's something really Even stupid. Even if it's something really stupid. <laughs> so, do you think that that's kind of helped keep you guys together for so long and keep things interesting? I think so. Um, yeah, that's definitely helped us. I'd say also how much we've progressed with each other has helped. Like going from high school, getting married getting our first apartment, uh, getting animals, you know, going through like all the milestones till we got our house and the kids. That's like watching each other grow. Yeah, you grew up together. Yeah, we grew up together. Like we watched each other grow, which definitely helped us stay focused on each other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't like we were both stagnant. You know, we've always been pushing each other to do better in each one of our individual lives. Mm hmm. And honestly, she's fucking hilarious. Don't don't tell her I said this. She's a dick. <laughs> no, she's honestly <laughs> she's fucking hilarious, man. Like she she thinks I don't think she's funny, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think it's because when I'm with the boys, we play each other's laughter up. You know, like mm -hmm. it it feels good when you know you're laughing at each other's jokes. You're fucking amping it up because you might not even find them that funny, but everybody else is laughing. So it's making you laugh. Yeah. She'll tell jokes sometimes where I'm like, that's really fucking smart. Like, <laughs> she said some shit too that has just either scared me because I didn't know what she was getting at or it made me laugh my goddamn ass off. Yeah, I don't think she's like, ever said anything. She doesn't have a middle ground. Yeah, there's no middle ground. <laughs> yeah, that's what you get when you play with fire, man. Is that because she's a ginger? Yeah. Okay. So don't tell her I said that. <laughs> So this next question I have has a couple follow-ups, but you can take it wherever the heck you want. If you got a story. Oh, we're going off-road, brother. 
So what's it like being together after so long and having kids, getting married, basically going through your entire childhood together or teenage years? You know what I mean? Man, there, there's been definitely ups and there's been pretty low lows. Like it, couples, man, it's there are so many ridges in a couple like you'll have your peaks and then you'll have those moments where you're at the bottom of the fucking ravine that matters if it's one of you or both of you sometimes have those same moments you know Mm -hmm. but i think after kids like you know buying a house that's a peak depression that's a fucking ravine you know we're human we're gonna have our ups downs sideways sometimes but i think being in a relationship it's important to remember that you are there to push each other up to the to the mountain peaks and not drag each other down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we struggled. Um, so through high school and stuff, we didn't struggle at all. We got along great. You know, I think it's because we weren't together all the time mm-hmm. and we were young and had a lot of dreams still. <laughs> <laughs> still yeah. like they die. <laughs> they don't die, but you know, you're, you get more realistic dreams. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. But as soon as we moved in together, we got in our apartment. You know, we we started seeing each other in a different way. You know, like we still saw each other as good, but we started to realize that we're going to have bad fucking days. Mm-hmm. It's not as simple as if you're having a bad fucking day, you just stay home and don't go out with the other person. Yeah, no, you're living you're together. There. You're there. It's really hard to hide that like you have like you're having a bad day you yeah, can't just you, be like oh i'll see you tomorrow because you're waking up next to that person yeah and you, you're a fucking human you know mm-hmm. i've had my share of depression monica's had her share of depression you've had your share mm-hmm. i think everybody has been at a low low point in their life but after we got the apartment you know uh she got on birth control and that really messed with her hormones to the point where she got really depressed. And I think this is the first time I've ever seen her that way. Like, was it scary? Yeah, it was scary. Cause like, you've never been in that situation where you have to make that person like feel way better about their life and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was hard. That, that was probably one of the most trying parts of our relationship was just that section in the apartment where I was trying to push her back up onto a peak, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's it's difficult it's teamwork but yeah it, it's work like you have to put the work in and so we got her out of the ravine she was back on a mountaintop we bought our house and everything was still going great from that low point and so many good times you know like we wouldn't trade any of these points in the world for anything else like that low point was good it was a good thing in our relationship because it made us stronger and taught you a lot it about taught each us other. a ton you know, so we got into our house and we had our first kid, Bridget. And that's when another low point struck because postpartum, mm-hmm. like it, you know, postpartum, it hits hard and it hits quick. And most women are like, oh, I can deal with it. You know, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And kicks them in the ass. There's nothing wrong with getting fucking help for it. You know, yeah. like that was another really low point, but. I think it's important to look back at all the high points you've had and realize that if you just struggle through this together, you're going to become way closer than if you just threw in the fucking towel. Mm -hmm. And I think that probably strengthened our relationship the most was going through those lows and, you know, 
I don't think we'll ever stop loving each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll no, probably end up fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> Divorce isn't an option. It's either death or we keep getting married until we're 100 years old. Well, yeah. those gray hairs are coming in pretty quick. I, <laughs> <laughs> I got a good, I don't know, 30 more miles on the tank. <laughs> oh it'll keep you moving forward though yeah (laughs) that's really cool though that you guys have been able to experience all that together because you do learn so much about each other and you know how to handle it in the future are there sometimes where something new comes up because you guys have known each other for a really long time has there been something that just shocked you or surprised you that you've never had to deal with before kids Okay. Kids yeah. are a big culture shock, you know. They're a big shock to the immune system in a way of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying, but I wouldn't trade anything for it. But yeah, I think after our first daughter came along, that's the first time we we're like, "Fuck, this is really new, and we don't know what we're doing." Because both of you were kind of in the dark. Yeah, like we were excited to have kids, but it's that moment once you leave that delivery room and go back to your house with that you know, seven pound baby. <laughs> That's when you start to realize that, holy fuck, this is way different now. Mm-hmm. After that honeymoon period of having the child is worn off. That's when you're like, holy fuck, <laughs> we have a kid now. <laughs> Was it the same when you had Charlie? The second yeah, one? It, you, you know what's coming. It definitely helped having the first one, but we knew it was coming. And it still hit us out of fucking nowhere that, oh, shit, we have two of them now. <laughs> so no matter how much you could prepare for it, it's still going to shock you. Yeah, I, I think so. It's just, you know, every kid's different, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bridget, she cried a lot when she was a baby. Like, she wasn't horrible. Like, we got pretty lucky with both of ours. But Charlie was different. Like, she never cried. <laughs> so we were like, is she okay? Is she... <laughs> I was just like staring at her. Uh-huh. Like, she breathing like that kind of crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's crazy having kids and what it'll do to a relationship. But I don't think either of us would trade anything for it. It's adorable. Yeah. You got any funny stories about your daughter? <laughs> oh man. Um, Has she peed on you? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. I remember my first time changing a diaper. Oh, Lord. I want to hear that. (laughs) So I changed one before with my nephew, and I put it on completely fucking backwards. (laughs) But I didn't realize once once the kids are brand new, they uh, get rid of that black stuff in their intestines. I don't even know what it's called. It's like tar. It has like the consistency of freaking tar. It's like rubbery. Ew, what? It sticks to everything. I didn't even know that. Yeah, because they have to hold it in, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that first time changing a poopy diaper. <laughs> With all that tar. Yeah, it just got all over my fingers. I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, but honestly, I don't have one funny story about my daughter. Like, every day is a new fucking adventure. Mm -hmm. Like, she'll just fucking fall down sometimes, and I can't help but laugh my ass off. And Monica (laughs) will be over there, like, (laughs) freaking out, and I'll just be laughing so hard. Kids are indestructible, dude. They are. It's as soon as you'd be like, are you okay? Uh Then they'll they'll realize I'm not okay. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right, so the final step of this interrogation 
this is going to be my closing question. Electrocute my nipples with like a car battery. <laughs> Do you want me to? I prefer not. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to know what your favorite memory with each other is. And that can be from high school, once you guys first got married. And probably the one that I want to hear the most is the most embarrassing story that you both have together. I feel like that'd be a lot of fun to talk about. They're actually the same memory. They're the same? Uh All right, cool. So I had a shitty old Taurus car. I remember it. This car, I do not know why I own this car for so long, but it would overheat like no other. It got to the point where I posted it one night after it overheated and just got rid of the fucking thing. (laughs) (laughs) But I loved this car. You know, like I was attached to this car. It was my first car I ever bought with my own money for $800. And it overheated if I went anywhere over 50 miles. <laughs> but I remember we we decided, all right, let's go to the zoo. We're bored, you know. Fuck it, let's go to the zoo. Let's take my car. It's <laughs> Salt Lake City <laughs> in my car. You know what I mean? And so we got the fucking car. And we drove to Salt Lake. And right next to Pioneer Park, it started to fucking overheat on me. And I, people are honking at me. People are yelling at me. And so I had to get out of this car and push it somewhere where it was off the road. And I remember I asked, I didn't ask anybody for help, but all these homeless people everywhere started pouring out and helping (laughs) us push this car to the side of the road. And we finally found a spot to put it in. And we put it there, and I was just like, fuck, fuck this car. Fuck, you know, I just, I was pissed. Yeah. And so we, we had to just wait for it to cool down. You know, we just hung out. There was an arts festival. We didn't go to it. We were just so pissed off. So we just stayed next to the car when we could have just went to this art festival and had just probably as much fun. Mm-hmm. We were about, I don't know, five miles from the zoo. That's what probably pissed <laughs> us off the most. Like, we should have just gone to the zoo. Walked there or got a bus or something, and then got back in the car after it was cooled down and go home. But we we were done with that day. Like it was hot. It was like ninety degrees out, and so we got in the car again. I went to get back on the freeway. I got on the freeway. Monica's given me directions, and I've I've learned better than to let her give me directions. <laughs> <laughs> but she, so I'm driving, and she's like, "Take this exit right here." So I take it. And we end up on the airport loop. (laughs) So I'm literally, I'm like, where the hell are we? We are driving towards the airport. And I have to go through where all the drop-offs are, right? Mm -hmm. Drop-offs and pickups. And so I'm just blazing through it because I know if I stop, I'm going to overheat. So I'm like waving people out of the way. (laughs) People are looking at me like I'm a terrorist. (laughs) Just trying to gun it through their speed bumps. I'm hitting those things at like 20 miles an hour. And we get out of the loop of the pickup and the drop-offs. Mm-hmm. And we make it to about a mile away from an o- overpass. And that's when my car started to overheat again. <laughs> so I had to pull off on the side of the road. And I'm like, there is no way we we're getting this car back to Brigham City. There is no way. So we had to push it that mile it was probably less than a mile, but we pushed it to that underpass and we parked it there. I popped the trunk and there were two lawn chairs back there. <laughs> so we got these lawn chairs out and we started sitting under the over, uh, 
underpass and I called my mom like, hey, you need to come get us. You need to get a trailer and come pick us up. People were looking at us like we're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're probably there for, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half because they had to go to U-Haul, rent a car trailer. Mm-hmm. And so we're sitting there and we're, <laughs> we're just sitting in these lawn chairs <laughs> as people are driving past us. It's a white trash, white trash, white trash. And we look like homeless people like... <laughs> And there's this Indian dude. He he drives up in his car, mm-hmm. and I guess his car started overheat too, or it was broken down. So we pulled off right next to us. <laughs> what? And he has this like cup of tea sit, like he has like a full tea set up in his freaking middle console. <laughs> <laughs> so we like, said, you mean with like a kettle and everything? Dude, he like... had like everything in there. Like he he was making tea in his car. And so we sit there and we're talking to him. You know, we're BSing with him and. He his car's finally good. He takes off. So now we're just sitting under the underpass again, and uh, highway patrol pulls up, and they're like, "Hey, uh, you guys know you're not supposed to be parked here, right?" <laughs> <laughs> so I had to run them through it, and they were like, "All right, well, good luck." And then they just left. <laughs> they just left. <laughs> they they didn't seem to care that we were only like a mile away from the airport. Really? Yep. <laughs> so they took off, and then we were just left to sit there, and we talked, and. Yeah, man, that was a really fun trip. <laughs> I remember seeing the pictures because you didn't tell me any of that. I just saw the pictures on Facebook of you two chilling in lawn chairs next to your overheated car. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is going on? I'd say that is the most embarrassing and one of my best memories I ever had with Monica. That's that's really good. Uh-huh. Quite a bonding experience. Oh, too. yeah. <laughs> we, we, she hated that fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. So that's all I really have for you today, Gav. Uh, is there anything you want to leave us with? Any words of wisdom? Words of wisdom. Huh? I know you got plenty of those. You give them to me all the time. I don't know. What, what's going on in your life that I can maybe help you out with? Uh, put me on the spot. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you put me on the spot all, all this episode. It's not your turn. I'm kind of hungry. Kind of hungry? Yeah. I, we just bought you food, man. You going to help me out again? <laughs> Look, I can't sit here and watch you destroy your life with these double baconators. Dude, but double baconators are so good. <laughs> I know. You shouldn't live a block away from Wendy's. Oh, dude, when I first moved here, every other night I was getting a double baconator. <laughs> and if I had a hard day, I was getting a triple. <laughs> and now they know you by first name. Oh, God. <laughs> Because they, they wouldn't give me my debit card back a couple times, so they just read the name on it. So I've had to call them, and they're like, you're Cameron, right? And yeah, yeah, whatever. They give me my card back. I come back through the next day. Do they hand me my bag of food? Hey, Cameron, how are you tonight? Oh, and then I just drive <laughs> off. Like I can't go back. The same lady has helped me every single time I've gone in the past like three weeks, and it's just getting embarrassing. You know what? I do want to hear one story from you, actually. What's that? I want to hear about that. I want to hear about all your drive-through experiences of you getting <laughs> screwed over by the people there. Getting screwed over or hit on? Just anything. Just, <laughs> just pick your worst one. Worst one. Well, it's a Wendy's. I, I can. I already know the one. It's horrible. Uh, I drove through and. They were having a rough night or whatever. It took them forever to get me my food. So I was just kind of sitting there chilling. I wasn't being impatient. Gave me my food. I drove off, but they didn't give me my card back. 
So I looped back around and went through the drive-thru and just told the speaker, I was like, hey, you guys, I, you have my card. And this was before you could go inside because of freaking COVID. But so I drove back through and I, I said, hey, you guys didn't give me my debit card back. I was just wondering if I could get that real quick. Just drive through the line, pick up my card and I'll be out of here. And they're like, no, <laughs> you can't do that. We're really busy right now. There were three cars in the line, including me. So I was sitting there like, I really can't have my card back. Like, come on, please. No, you'll have to come pick it up two days because they were closed the next day or something. So I went home livid. <laughs> I was mad, fuming. So I called them and the manager picked up. And I had to pull a Karen. And I'm like, <laughs> you son of a bitch. You stole my debit card and you're not giving it back. And the manager was like, they're not giving you your card back. It's like, no. Well, what do I have to do to go get it? She's like, go back through the damn drive-thru and get your card back. Like, it'll be fine. So I did. And they told me to pull off to the side that time. <laughs> and they never brought out You're my car. You're lucky that five Wendy's employees didn't come out and, like, pull you out of your car. Yeah. Just beat the shit out of yeah. me. But so I sat there for, I think I was sitting there for probably 10 minutes. Again, I calmed down. I wasn't as mad anymore. <laughs> but then I started getting angry again because it was late. I wanted to go home. So I walk up to the window where people are trying to pick up their food and I stick my head in. And I'm like, hey, like, I'm here for my debit card. Can I finally get that back, please? And the lady's like, oh, my God, I completely forgot. <laughs> the only reason I bring that up is because you have the worst luck with drive through windows. <laughs> so and bad. every time you tell me a new story, I'm like, are we going to the same restaurant? <laughs> it's, it's only everyone I'm by myself. So, like, I guess another quick one is McDonald's. I was watching that couple <laughs> argue in their car. Uh, they were screaming and yelling. But I pull up to the speaker and the lady's like, hi, how can I? Actually, one moment, sir. So I was like, <laughs> wow, all, all right. So I waited. And I waited and I waited. They never said anything. So I was like, hello? Oh yeah, have you been helped? I'm like, no. So I pull up to the next window and I asked them like, hey, did you guys hear that couple arguing? Like screaming at the top of their lungs. They're like, we thought that was you. I was like, I'm by myself. Who am I yelling at? They're like, oh, where are they at? You already gave them their food. They're gone. They're probably broken up in a home now. Yeah. But my, my all-time favorite one of yours is when you went to McDonald's to just get a frappe. And you said, hey, can I get a frappe? And all they were like was, no. Like, no, no excuse as to why I can't nope, have one. No just, excuse. No. Like, are you sure? Is your <laughs> ice machine down? No, you just can't have one. That That's how I took it. So I, I, I don't remember if I just left or I'm like, all right, I'll just have this, you know. <laughs> just totally defeated all i wanted was a frappe and they told me to go shove it up my ass so and i think that leads into some couples just don't work out <laughs> <laughs> if you break up if you and your significant other are going to break up and you're having a rough night don't go through the fucking mcdonald's <laughs> drive through you know what you should just not break up in like two locations that's mcdonald's <laughs> and walmart you know there should only be good times at those two places. Absolutely. Have you seen anybody break up at Walmart before? No. <laughs> I don't want to, man. I don't either. The people that I see go in there, I don't want to see them I angry. Guess you could probably loop in Disneyland, like happiest place on earth. Ooh. But I think that's 
probably burned a few relationships. <laughs> Could you imagine sitting there trying to take like a pretty picture in front of the big castle? Because I've, I've never been, but I've seen the pictures. People take romantic pictures in front. Off to the side, there's just this couple screaming at each yeah. other. And like, this is supposed to be my day. You get like a still shot of a woman swinging at her boyfriend. <laughs> like all blurry, you know, like following the fist. <laughs> Gaston's trying to break him yeah. up. <laughs> I think uh, Disneyland has probably caused a few joint custody battles. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, Holy shit. Well, I think that's a good way to close it out, I, Gav. I agree. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. You told a lot of insightful stories. and I, I don't bet, know how insightful they were, but I bet people can take it however they want. They can either be like, that's some really good advice, or they'll be like, I'm not gonna listen to that dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I did incriminate myself a few times, apparently, but no worries. Nobody's gonna blame you for it. Yeah, I think statutory or step what are you <laughs> you know, the 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 years that passed between breaking laws is up now. So Oh yeah, it don't matter. You're yeah. you're in the clear, man. Yeah, not statutory. That's <laughs> way worse. <laughs> Oh, that'll put you in prison. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, thank you for coming on. It was, yeah, it was man, a ton of course. Uh, so the next episode will be uploaded same time Saturday next week. We're going to keep rolling with the guests. If you guys have any questions, comments, feedback, I'd love to have it. The email's up and ready for you. So thank you so much for listening. Just make sure you like calm at midnight. Really get him out of bed. <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. Just <laughs> Whisper sweet nothings into my ear about how you hate my show. Yeah, man. I'm just trying to help you out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys. Thank you. I still love you!